And welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me today on the Rat Pack Stock Channel. Today is a quick Q&A from the viewers that are out there. Thanks for sending me on uh, Twitter and private messages as well as on YouTube. Going to take some of the top questions I got. Going to start off with one that's probably a little more controversial, but I'm going to put that in perspective. And I'm going to kind of paraphrase these down a little bit, so I'm not having to read you all the questions. They could be pretty long. One of the questions had to do with the fact of having consumers understanding what's happening within the industry of trucking and what's happening as a private investor that knows nothing about trucks. How do you know whether or not Hylian is a good choice? You really don't have a lot of avenues to tap into. Now, there are many people watching this that may be truck drivers and you may be engineers, and this probably doesn't make a lot of sense to you personally because you already have the access to it. And last year, I did speak with a lot of fleet owners that were interested and had invested in Hylian. So when I'm looking at this, I'm going to put it in a very user-friendly perspective. Trucks do not advertise. Large truck, commercial trucks, fleet owners do not look for advertisement either in the same areas the consumers do. That may be something that's a given, but it's really important to understand that we will not see, I don't think ever, it could be 50 years from now, I don't think unless Hylian gets into the private passenger vehicle market, I don't see them ever being on TV or radio or anything like that. In fact, I barely see them in truck stops because individual truckers are probably not going to be the ones that jump on this right now. It's going to be fleet owners, like the ones up in the Northwest that were reviewing this product and had high praise for it. That was not on TV. It wasn't on a commercial. It wasn't on any kind of publication that you and I saw as private investors. That right there is the key. So if you're wondering how this happens, it's not so much knowing that how it happens as knowing that it is. I think that it kind of answers the question because somehow fleet owners that I spoke to knew about Hylian. Somehow three companies up in the Northwest demonstrated for three weeks or I think it was two and a half weeks when they did this uh, three different companies, I should say, studied Hylian. They were not on from TV commercials. They weren't some flyer that they got uh, in the mail, most likely. Could have been, but I, I don't know the process. And the company is not divulging that or the vehicle. And I want to kind of clever this real fast and I'll jump on to the next topic. But to know what's made of the vehicle and what the vehicle has has already been released to the public as much as they're going to give. They don't give a lot of details and probably because competition. You're in kind of a bind here where you have patents and so on that can't be copied. That's great. But at the same point, you do have people that will try and bend on that technology. So these guys want to be very careful as they're starting out, not giving the advantage to somebody else. Now, the next question was more of a statement, and I do agree. It was basically a line of questioning that could Hylian technology be used in cars? They live in California where right now EVs, when they're being charged, and I have covered this on a show before, that 
EVs, as much as California seems to really like that idea, I don't see it working for them. They're having rolling blackouts periodically as they've done for the last couple of years periodically. And because of that, they've been telling people not to charge their vehicles. Well, imagine if everybody drove an electric vehicle. There is not a grid to support that. And I've covered that before. So do I see the use in cars? Yes. And I'll explain to you why. And I'll try and make this as fast as possible. That idea and technology already kind of exists. And I'll kind of separate this out for you. I don't want to go into the long answer that I had typed out, but I'll kind of explain this. There are already hybrids out there that use a engine that drives the vehicle, also charges the battery. And that's in some of the different types of passenger vehicles that are out there. So it'll charge a little, it's a hybrid and it charges as it's driving, but it uses fossil fuel. There are so existing at many facilities and other places that use compressed natural gas generators to charge storage batteries and then in turn help the facility. So they're kind of a mini microgrid, if you will, but they run off compressed natural gas as well. Right there, you can see the two of these things already exist. That kind of same combination is what eventually we see in Hylian, rechargeable natural gas generator, charging the batteries, perfect. So it's not that far-fetched. The two things I see issues with is that vehicles will need to have batteries that could be charged well enough within the capacity they have there to where you're not having so much weight. Now, generally speaking, an RNG generator weighs less than a fossil fuel engine. So we're not talking about motors here, we're talking about engines. And on Hylian, you're really having the motor as the drive part of it because it comes off the batteries and, and then runs the motors and goes down the way, down the road where the engine itself is actually working more of a charging system in a generator. That's the best way to look at it. So when we're seeing this whole move into possibly passenger vehicles, it's going to have to rely on very good battery technology. And one of the things I do like right now is that small batteries are in Hylian as much as I don't like lithium in anything, period. I don't care what it uses, but CNG engines by themselves are not efficient. They do not have enough torque for the large class vehicles like Hylian being installed in. So we have to put that big uh, picture there. Going on to another question. The next question has to do with the infrastructure and how well is Hylian working to add infrastructure to a RNG supply line that needs to be established? And all I can share with you is over the last year, I've done several videos mentioning where agreements with certain truck stop owners and operators have been involved. It appears from some of the press releases that have been put out, there's been different agreements with the RNG suppliers, the CNG suppliers, all these different types of things. Now, one of the things people continue to mention, will Highland run off CNG? Yes, it's the same thing. Just one is acquired through fracking and releases a lot of methane into the atmosphere. One captures it, that's RNG, captures the methane and uses it as opposed to polluting the air with its process. 
Um, it doesn't violate the planet at all. Plus, it reclaims what pollution you want to call that we're, we are putting out there. Uh, whether it's through dairy farms or whatever you want to look at, we're responsible for that taking place. So we are removing that where CNG doesn't. Can they run on that? Yeah. Whether or not other cities will take that route, there is no way to push that agenda, if you want to call it, because the fact that they can run off either. I mean, you could anytime you could pull up to a compressed natural gas a distribution center, and plug it right in here and have no problems filling up your truck with CNG. A CNG generator is the same as an RNG generator. They're both compressed natural types of gas, just are obtained differently. So how other states will do it, in my opinion, when I'm looking at this, I think it'll be transitional. I think that states that are probably quote unquote more conservative about their approach and move away from fossil fuels will probably be using what is available compressed natural gas as they convert over. The RNG seems to be very popular. <clears throat> Excuse me. It seems to be very popular in smaller states with higher population. The only exception I can think of right now currently is California. They seem to have a, a very large infrastructure in place with RNG right now. In fact, it's already being used to charge generators that are used at some of the large uh, colleges that are there in the state. So these things are already happening. And lastly, this is kind of more of an opinion, of course. But when I look at a question I have also, Paul, why is the price never going up for very long and coming back down? Well, guys, this stock has been shorted for a while. And I think it's not a bad thing. This is just my opinion, but this is how it actually works. The people that short stock or market makers or however you want to form it as what you think is manipulating the stock, look for confidence and the lack of confidence in a stock. That's really what they look for, indicators. It sounds more evil and dark than it really is, but they're looking for indicators. The same way you might look for indicators to sell your stock or to buy it, they kind of look at the same things. But the differences are they're looking at you as the investor, as the indicator. The way Hylian operates, if you don't sell the stock, they can't short the stock. It really is difficult to have borrow shares against something that doesn't exist. And the more people that start to sell, because all the movement in the stock, especially in Hylian, is not done by the shorts. It's not being manipulated. People are selling and people are buying, possibly day traders. If you call it good enough, you probably can make a couple dollars uh, uh, day trading or swing trading on Hylian. But the point is that we are the indicators for how the stock moves. That's a little bit different when you're looking at the OTC market or different things like that, where it's a little more uh, volatile and it's very hard to nail something down without it going crazy one way or the other, but in the form of Hylian being around for another for the last year now, the basis for how the stock works is actually there. If you go back and look at the charts and you were looking at how things have been over the last year, in fact, some of the older videos I used to do, hey, it's been pretty consistent. It kind of has this waiver about it. Now, because 
Hylian has the same amount of people within reason holding shares. Some people buy, some people sell. That same movement, for the most part, no matter what the price per share is, you know, whatever it is, it still moves pretty much in the same kind of direction. It kind of goes up, kind of comes down, kind of goes up, kind of goes down. It's been doing that for the last year. So when people start to look for patterns, that's when they're going to sell. Hopefully they make a good price at it. It dips. They buy more and keep the same same thing going over. No one's probably going to mention that in a group because they don't want to be uh, targeted. But I am sure a lot of people are doing that with this stock and other ones where there's more consistency in the way they roll throughout the week and throughout throughout the months. And this stock itself really has not moved a lot in the last six months, even though the, the news of having them test this stuff out up in the Northwest was amazing. I thought it was fantastic, but it didn't really move the stock a great deal. It just depends on your perspective. It kind of moved it out of the $7 range and popped it back over 10, which is pretty nice. Until you look at the fact that it was above $10 at its special acquisition release last year before it merged. So it was always higher than it is right now. Yet the company has done a ton. There you go. You see how things kind of work. So the valuation of the company is good. The market cap is everything with I look at is healthy. And when I say healthy, it depends what you're looking at, folks. I'm going to close this up right now, but I want to put this out there. You may agree or not. <clears throat> but the fact of the matter is a company is not always going to be as clear as we want it to be. It just doesn't work that way. The company has always, and I have said this no matter if I was in the stock or out of the stock, solid technology, solid ideas that they have. It's innovative. I've said that from day one, even though I pulled out the stock. Now, why did I pull out my stock? I was not happy with the direction of how the push for the company was happening. That's when I pulled it out like about six months ago, and now I'm back in. But that's based on actions by the company. So I, I just don't look simply at the technology. I look at everything. And not everybody does that, especially if you're doing long-term. What the company is doing today and what they're talking about and what they're not talking about really doesn't matter. Uh, for me personally, I didn't want to hold up too many funds and I wanted to use them for other things and now I've come back. So thanks for watching. Please uh, let me know any more questions you might have. I'll try and see if I find the answers for. Really enjoy doing these question and answers when they come through because it helps me dig even deeper into the company to find more of what's happening. And I am really looking forward in the next week for the uh, conference that we have coming up here with the company to find out more about what's going to happen. So I probably won't be doing a video again until after that takes place in a few days. That way we can get a good idea of what is happening. So it doesn't feel like a pump and dump type video either. Thanks for watching. Take care of yourself and each other. And please like and subscribe. Really appreciate it. And welcome to the show. This is Paul Cordell for the Rat Pack Stock Channel. And today this is highly and we're talking about. But more so, you know, guys, over the last couple of months, 
I get asked periodically about the RNG infrastructure, and I have done a couple of videos, but I wanted to do is pick a day today and share with you that almost every single day when I'm doing my research, I have seen RNG expanding. Now, I can tell people that on the show, and I've, people go, well, how big is RNG? Folks, you know, it's one of those things it's hard to explain because if you don't realize that it, the infrastructure for RNG already exists, already does. Now, people talk about what if somebody put a compressed natural gas and lied about it as opposed to putting in RNG. Well, folks, you know, that's not what the show is about. And Hylian is not going to be part of an industry that would be out there applying some kind of misdirection or something like that. So when I hear that, it's kind of a negative on RNG, but it really isn't. Folks, the CNG infrastructure can be used for RNG. Now, if you're not familiar with that, there are engineers out there that could probably give you a better idea of it, but I am familiar with the uh, compressed natural gas system. I, I was around it uh, years ago. And there are different structures at different uh, stations where the same pump station, the same idea of uh, pushing that gas along is used exactly the same as it could be used for RNG. Now, there would be huge lawsuits and fines for a company to, tr to put um, CNG in a line that should have had the RNG, but it could be distributed pretty well. It's not that difficult. But rather than getting the negative of that, I want to go back to some positive. Today, this is August 9th, 2021. I am going to pull up full, uh, there's four, four articles I'm going to pull up just from today. And I actually could do an entire channel just on RNG. If there was a great investment for that, I probably would. But I'm going to show you a company that is on the NASDAQ. Okay, it's on the NASDAQ, also involved in RNG. Now, let's think about this for a minute, folks. How could something that is minimal, as people have tried to play down, especially those wanting hydrogen and those wanting electric, they want to play down RNG. Well, how could a company that's, on the NASDAQ be doing uh, RNG if RNG is such a small thing. Well, let's take a look at this today. What I want to start with is there is a company called Gavo. That's G-E-V-O. Okay, and the ticker is the same. G-E-V-O. I will have a link down below so you can take a look at that. And Gevo is going to be selling renewable natural gas to BP, that's British Petroleum. If you haven't heard about that, that is a filling station. It actually is very well known, especially in the southern states, but BP is a large so-called gas station that is going to be selling renewable natural gas. Now, you won't see that in the headlines. This is the type of stuff I see every single day. So I'm going to stop here at this moment. If you are not subscribed to this channel, and you don't keep updates or have the uh, notification bell checked, you're not going to hear about this type of stuff. Because I am considering once a week about compiling the RNG now, the information I get every single week 
into a one show that I do each week, letting you know where this is happening. So that way you can maybe use that as a part of your arsenal when you're discussing with those into hydrogen or those into electric, you can share with them. So this company now, they, um, they have a agreement with BP in Canada and BP North America here in the United States. This is really a big movement here. And it looks like they're expected by early 2022 to begin that. And it's estimated to produce 355,000 MMBTUs of RNG per year. Now, you engineers will understand what that is. The RNG is expected to be sold, as we've mentioned before, where this is going to come out at in California. I've mentioned time and time again that California is the focal point for RNG. It's being used in colleges and everything else out there. Here again, to prove that is the fact that they're going to start placing it in California. Uh, BP has in place with Clean Energy Fuels Corp, the largest fueling infrastructure in the United States for RNG. So this is a big deal. I mean, I actually could have done a show on this entire company right here, but that's just one article. Another company UGI and Thinica Energy partner to develop renewable natural gas also just in the last week. This is information that just came out. And Hamilton RNG Holdings announced that it has entered into a uh, definitive agreement to develop innovative food waste digester. That's the same type of idea. I have mentioned this once before in a show that it's not just dairy farms. It also has to do with uh, basically landfills and any kind of garbage that has any kind of natural uh, product to it is being used when it breaks down to be used for uh, RNG. It's pretty fascinating, but I was looking at this as well. And we will see this uh, be completed in the next two years. Now I'm going to stop here for just a second. If we look at the ERX as it's starting to come out, right? We already know RNG has been in place at several other fueling facilities, some of them very large, large truck stops, etc. But we look at this, we can see that still, as the future starts to grow, there are going to be other things coming into place to add up right with this RNG. And they're looking with their agreement to be processing approximately 200,000 tons of food waste uh, from uh, nearby food manufacturers using that anaerobic uh, digester. Pretty neat. See, so you have to think about that too. It's something I hadn't thought about is all these different factories and they have all this leftover material that basically is natural food waste. And this is now being converted as well. So not only are we taking the methane off of the landfills and taking it off the dairy farms and so on, we also are looking at taking waste that would end up in the landfill. This is pretty fascinating. And folks, here we go. We have yet another company on the stock market I'm going to bring up. This is yet another one here that we're going to talk about. And this is a, a digestion facility in New England. It's the largest industrial anaerobic digestion facility in New England. It is now part of Nigeria Group. Now, Nigeria Group goes by the ticker um, in Canada by ANRG. They are not here in the United States, but they do have existence on the stock exchange, which does help. I think it helps quite a bit to see that taking place. 
Now, why this is important, okay, folks, this is why I mentioned this ticker. This acquisition expands Angeria's footprint into the northeastern United States and its capacity to address increasing demand for organic waste recycling. The Rhode Island uh, bioenergy facility is the project, and this is where it's going to start out, uh, can process over 100,000 tons of organic waste. So, you know, looking at this, we continue to keep see, seeing just in the last week, all this information coming just in RNG. And I could do a show, like I mentioned, every day. And being I mentioned Canada, I'll just kind of put this out here real quick. They are looking at a large dedication to the RNG. Uh, in fact, when you're, we are looking at it, British Columbia has uh, actually pushed very far forward as well as Ontario to get part of their RNG injected into the pipelines that they have there on a large scale. So it's the same thing that's being done here. It's the same activity. So before I close up, guys, I just wanted to share that with you today and let you know that RNG is well and alive. I mean, there are things happening out here that could happen every day. Now, RNG of itself is kind of something people don't pay attention to. They do oil and things like that, but they don't RNG. And as I just mentioned, this RNG is on the stock exchange. That alone should tell you the level that's happening. And right now, by the way, this was just the last uh, couple of days worth of articles. I could go back for months and months and months and have articles that I continue to keep reading. That's why I keep uh, doing small updates about RNG because I stay on top of it and I have news feeds that come right on through and I read them every time. The digesters are going to become more profitable for the companies that are going to be selling the RNG. So that's why I brought up the very uh, one United States stock that has to do with RNG is because, you know what, being invested in Highland is great. But also we talked about this before last year when I was doing Highland, I said there's third party stocks that are really important. Uh, there's um, all different things happening with Highland over the last year, different manufacturer parts and things like that to be invested in. And one of the things that I had not focused on till just today was looking at RNG stock. And when I started to see that, this is something that is actually an entity that exists out on the stock market. So if you are interested in Hylian, just my simple opinion, remember this is always just my opinion on this show, but RNG uh, investments might be worth looking into. Um, as that moves forward, it makes me wonder what a buy this will be today to get into the RNG market as it starts to expand. Of course, everything is speculation at this point, but imagine back in the day, had you had the opportunity of getting into the oil company business investments before they took off and cars took off really big. Imagine being on the ground floor. This is something that could be possible. If RNG is becoming in North America, a very strong um, focal point, for this type of technology, RNG investments might be worth taking a look at. Guys, thanks for watching. Take care of yourself and each other. And again, please like and subscribe to the channel. It helps me know if the content I'm doing is what you want to hear. Thanks for uh, watching. Uh, take care and we'll see you on the next one.
And welcome to the show. This is Paul Cordell for the Ratback Stock Channel. Today we're talking about Hylian. And Detmar Logistics reserves 300 Hylian Hypertruck ERXs. Expanding the fleet. Electrification collaboration. Now, guys, I want to put this into perspective. That's why I took a, an extra day to look at this. Okay. Detmar, you know, they reserved 300 units. Okay, It's not unheard of, and most companies can probably get about 300. So instead of looking at Hylian, I said, let's take a look at the company they're going to be involved in. And I said, hey, I want to take a look and see what these guys are about and what they're doing. Now, outside of being in a part of the oil and gas industry, Detmar has a little bit more going on for it that I wanted to take a look at. In fact, it looks like the company is expanding. That's important because what did they do? Well, folks, they chose Hylian as their solution. That is a big deal because when a company is looking to expand and to do something different with their fleet, so to speak, and the fact that this is a similar type industry as the innovation that Hylian is involved in. So when I'm looking at this, yeah, today I could talk about how great this is and how fantastic it is for Hylian to have the order, and it is kind of cool. But I want to look at this in a different perspective like I like to do on the show lots of times, is look at the customer base. These are people that are invested in a very similar industry that Hylian's solution is in. What that tells us, folks, that's really what this tells us, is people in the industry are paying attention. And also it tells me one of two things. The companies are looking for this type of solution and the salespeople that are involved at Hylian have to be making grounds at who they're contacting. Now, Detmar is a large company and they do have a lot of solutions in what they do. The fact that they're ordering uh, 300 different, uh, 300 orders, I should say, um, is different than you might see at some of the other purchases on a company. When you're looking at Detmar, it's the goals that they have in mind that are important right now because we already know the ERX is going to be made, right? We know that. It's not a big surprise. And we know things are happening and there's orders to be filled. I want to take a step back and look at the testing that was done just a couple of months ago here in the Northwest. We looked at that and we know it was a success. Did that play a part in the purchasing? Are they using that in their sales? I'm not sure. But one of the things I am looking at the timing is great. This is great to have that news right before they have their meeting coming up in a couple of days. So looking at this as well and watching the company grow into collaborations like this is really important because Detmar is a company that wants to expand. And what did they choose? They didn't choose electric. They didn't choose hydrogen. They didn't choose diesel. They chose Hylian. Based on the size of the fleet that I saw, this is a major purchase for them. Now, you can do research on Detmar a little bit more if you want to, but when I looked at this, that's quite an increase in their fleet. So something is happening with inside that company. And when you guys are asking about the gas industry and how that's working and stuff, and you've asked uh, several questions in the comments down below, 
this could be, and I want to use that lightly, it could be an indication of what's happening. Because as companies are expanding out, they're going to be looking at alternative fuels. Now, this company is located in Texas, but that doesn't make it any more um, readily available for access to RNG unless it was out there. Uh, in fact, California has probably the largest, I think, RNG uh, access, and this is in Texas. So the fact that they're looking at this as a solution, obviously, with 300 trucks on the road, if they're going to have 300 Hylian hyper trucks, well, they're going to have to have them field. And no doubt that's been questions and answers that they've had with Hylian. Obviously, they're not just going to go buy some trucks that don't have fuel. So those of you that have asked about that, that's why I took this avenue today, as opposed to just, you know, kind of pumping up the numbers on Hylian a little bit. I didn't see that as really being newsworthy until I started looking at the company they're involved in. And I went, this company is moving forward, and that's Detmar is moving forward. And that's great. So if you happen to be a person that makes products and you have companies out there, you want them to do well. This is not competition. These are people that actually are going to be doing an industry similar to the needs that Hylian has, plus plus they're expanding. So guys, I don't want to waste any more of your time on the show here. I just want to kind of go over this. Um, it is going to mean a lot. I think in the next uh Financial releases, when they come out, I think are going to be really important. It's some of the stuff that's happening with this. And if we look back, there are several agreements in the works that are similar like this. There are different orders that have come through. And I'll do a show like that in the future and kind of cover a little bit more. But I want to see what their press, uh, their news conference coming up, or I should say their meeting coming up, what they're going to say before I do anything else. But I am planning on going back very soon looking at all the orders and all the different agreements they have and kind of just do a show on that. So I won't take any more of your time, but this is a great thing. This is showing stability. This is showing the company's going to be around to produce these vehicles, um, these solutions for other companies. And when companies right now, this year, 2021, are looking for solutions, where do they look? the Hypertruck EX. Fantastic. Great. Thank you guys. Thanks for watching. Take care of yourself and each other. And thanks for watching. Take care. And welcome to the Rat Pack Stock Channel. I'm Paul Cordell. Today I'm talking about Hylian. The ticker is H-Y-L-N. This has to do with a press release that came out yesterday. Now, the details on the press release are pretty common on the type of visits when you have a, any kind of political involvement. It usually is the same. There's a lot of hype on it and things happen. But I want to put perspective on this. Today's topic is Opportunity Knocks for Hylian.
Now, to give you an overview in case you didn't see the article, which I have a link down below in the description, uh, Secretary of Energy Jennifer Graham and U.S. Representative Haley Stevens took an in-depth look at the Hylian Hypertruck ERX during a tour of the FEV North American Technical Center in Auburn's Michigan, and the article came out yesterday. Now, this was all kind of part of the one trillion bipartisan infrastructure proposal that was out there, and this kind of was had to do a lot with that. Some people may look at it political, but a lot of it has to do with uh, the president's view at having a different type of technology available in this kind of solution. Now, I'm gonna, I'll stop at that point because I really don't want to stay on the political sides of this. Uh, I really want to look at more at the opportunity of this. This actually struck home when I saw this. If you're not familiar um, with my background, I served for five years as a lobbyist. So I'm pretty much aware at the influences that can happen. And that's why what I want to focus on this and put in a perspective. I realized today the stock did not jump an awful lot. An awful lot because of it. But I still wanted to put out there that this is a significant milestone. Let me kind of clarify this for you. When I would meet with politicians, of course, I had my opinion. They have their opinions, depending on what side of the aisle you're speaking with somebody. Obviously, they're going to have their own, own input. Now, we do know that Hylian, on a political scale, does lean towards the president currently and that whole infrastructure. That's not only backed by the current administration, but it's backed by a lot of industries. A lot of the major uh, car manufacturers have leaned towards the idea of what the current administration was looking at. So as I look at this, I can see this whole entire thing happening. What is important is that, as I mentioned on this show, and I did a show yesterday about RNG and things happening, this puts things on the forefront. This puts things out in a perspective that if you happen to be sitting on the part of a political side that favors this type of technology and that influences currently there in the White House, the opportunity for contracts and so on are possible. Let me kind of put this in a, a large perspective. When I was doing lobby work, oftentimes you would find that your small amount of information, no matter how insignificant you thought it was, oftentimes I would find that these politicians would take notes of that. And I found several times when I was helping draft uh, different bills that were coming out, I would find just notes that were made and things that were not necessarily in the presentations for a bill, but were verbally spoken between me and others, uh, would make it into the bill because it was a great idea. So I want to put that in perspective, even though the infrastructure bill is going to probably most likely go through at some point here. The idea of the discussion is really what is more important. The idea is to have a discussion with any topic. If it's on the political radar, and we know that energy is, energy, green energy, uh, savings, you know, however you want to look at this, 
but it's important as we're looking at the perspective here to take away from the meeting with the Secretary of Energy and the Representative uh, Haley uh, Stevens, both those guys, both of them showing up with interest. And not only that, they were able to also take a ride in a proof of concept unit, uh, experiencing firsthand the quiet power of an electrified Class A truck. Now I'll tell you, that's another thing I wanted to read there. If you've never driven a truck, Inside the cab, for the most part, especially in modern trucks, it's pretty quiet for the most part. You don't hear them. I mean, I used to drive trucks years ago, and you heard just as much outside as you did inside. But nowadays, everything's insulated. Everything's quiet. They have automatics. Everything's going just, it really is quiet. But the thing is, that perspective is very, very important. Because when someone is not experienced in truck driving or being around trucks, and I'm going to assume uh, just based on uh, no mention in the article that neither the secretary or the representative have been involved in trucking industries or anything along that lines as a profession. And because of that, I love the idea that when they most likely got in the front of this Hylian ERX and they got in the vehicle and they were going for a ride in it, and that quietness must have shocked them on how much power and how easily it moved without noise. Now, you and I as investors ignore a lot of this stuff because it's not important. It's behind the scenes. So today I wanted to kind of do this show in, on Opportunity Knocks for Hylian and, and put that out in a different perspective. You're an investor. I'm an investor. So when we look at this, we're looking at the stock moving up and people possibly wanting to buy the product, and that's going to make us money. What also is going to make us money is this becoming commonplace, you know that at some point this is going to be discussed, whether in their offices, whether moved into committee, who knows how this is going to play out. But I want to put this last year. Last year, none of this really happened. There was no real big movement on a political scale or any kind of influence, if you want to put it that way, mostly because we're looking at a, a presidential election time and really, at that particular instant, a person could not really favor or look at a company specifically. It causes a lot of problems if you're trying to run for an election and you're focusing on a company. But the fact that this came forward. Now, of course, um, one of the things I want to read is this is something that Hylian had given in a response. And it says, we are so pleased to showcase the Hyper ERX to Secretary Granham, who commented, a commitment to helping America achieve its goals of net zero carbon emissions through innovative clean energy technology aligns with our vision of an electrified trucking industry, said Bobby Sharan, uh, Senior Vice President and Sales of Supply Chain. So the thing is, of course, that's a generic term. You know, they're going to say, hey, we're happy that they were able to look at it. But, you know, the depth behind this is really important. So if you're going to take anything away from the show today before I close it up, think about how, regardless of your, what your political view is, doesn't matter. If you're invested, that's what's important. So take it with the benefit that's out there. We have a current administration that is leaning very strongly towards green industry. In the discussions that I'm sure are taking place with the representatives of this country and Hylian, I have to believe that people are going to see what you and I have seen.
but there's nothing like getting in the front of one of those trucks. Let's, let's admit it, folks. Uh, any one of us would love to go for a ride in one of the ERXs that are out there. They'd love to be able to get behind the wheel even and possibly drive one right now to get that feel. In fact, I'm sure if you did, you'd come back and buy more shares. But the idea is that excitement. I want to see that happening. And I am almost positive that when they had a chance to review the technology, and let's face it, the Hylian truck ERX is pretty pretty attractive truck. It's pretty pretty sexy as far as trucks goes. It's a, it's a great looking truck. It's smooth looking, got nice lines. I'm sure it looked very impressive as well. And I think about how this is going to get the word out as well. It, timing is great. And as we've talked before, PR is periodically with the company, but every time they come out with something, it's always big strengthening the position of the company. Thanks for watching the show. Appreciate your time. Take care of yourself and each other. And folks, we will see you on the next one. Thanks for watching. And thanks for joining me in the Rat Pack Stock Channel. I have a couple of things to share with you. I will make this very, very fast, but I want to share with you. I did a video yesterday where I talked about Hylian trying to move forward. And ironically, I didn't know what was going to occur today, but I talked about the competition and how they were kind of rising above it. Is Hylian the Golden Goose? The ticker is H-Y-L-N. This is Paul Cordell for the Rat Pack Stock Channel, and let's take a look at that. In the headlines today, and I'm not going to dive into this too deep, Nikola founder Trevor Milton indicted on three fraud charges. Now, I'm not going to go into all that because I'll tell you what, we're going to see enough of that for the next couple of months. But I do want to let you know that I did at one point actually have a heavy, heavy investment in Nikola last year before the merger and slightly afterwards. I had spoken uh, through electronic exchange with Trevor Milton, I think twice back way before they merged, just trying to get an idea of some questions about the company I had. But then after the controversy that you can look up by searching the Hindenburg research paper, they did a long details about explaining a lot of the things that were happening with uh, Trevor Milton prior to the merger, after the merger, just a lot of comments being made out there. So you can look into that. But one of the things about being the golden goose, and I'm looking at highly, and the reason why I'm putting this out here is even yesterday I was talking about on a video that I just released about how the three of them are going to be kind of battling off each other. That would be Tesla, Nikola, and of course, Hylian. And I saw difficulty in the other two trying to make the grade. Now, one of the things you have to look at here is the stock price today. And you want to look at some of the things. So I'm take a look at that today and pull it up. It's a live feed that may change throughout the day. But I'm looking at this right now. And what I do see on occasion, let me see if I can get this uh, squared up for you here. Uh, try and get this a little bit better where you can see it. There you go. Sorry about that, guys. The top here is going to be Hylian, and the bottom here is going to be Nikola. Now, Hylian has been holding right around $10 uh, since yesterday, just kind of right around there. And, of course, Nikola opened up, and it's down about 10%. It's been 
fluctuating uh, throughout the morning, and that was pretty expected. But the reason I wanted to show you this uh, is giving you an idea of the patterns they have had that are similar. And today, that's still something that's similar. But when we look at the stock price, it, it was affected this morning by that uh, on Nikola. And that was even reported by several agencies of news out there. So as we close up the show, I want to just cover a couple of things and then I'll get out of your hair. I appreciate your time here. I didn't want to make this too long. But Hylian had competition with Tesla. Hylian had competition with Nikola. We know that Tesla has kind of stalled on their coming out, if you want to put it, of their new vehicle. And Nikola has been struggling to get their their manufacturing going and get their new plant finished and all that. But I'll tell you, when I looked at the stock this morning, and I'll tell you a couple of things that I think investors are going to start looking at. They're going to start looking at the fact that Nikola did not let Trevor Milton go. They basically let him resign as CEO and then serve as a consultant was the understanding that I had. Again, this is simply my opinion, only my opinion, but, but the news is out there today about that. Had I been Nikola, I would have separated myself very quickly from Trevor Milton, even if that meant paying him off to resign. Because now it, the decision-making, in my opinion, can be questioned about Nikola, whether or not you like what they do, whether or not they say they have nothing to do with this, whatever the choice is, you have to look at the big picture. Investors were paying the salary of Trevor Milton. Now, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not giving legal advice. I wonder if there will be lawsuits coming out of this because the company existed underneath the CEO at the time that all these things were happening. And remember how things work, folks. CEOs are basically appointed by the boards that are there, and they can be removed by the boards that are there. Oftentimes you look at large companies and you don't have to have a founder even there. A great example of a large corporation that doesn't have a founder or anyone with lineage to it is like McDonald's is a great example of a company that has no founder anymore, doesn't have anyone that was originally in that group of people that started the industry and started the corporation of McDonald's. And right now you look at that and you think, well, this is huge. I wonder who founded it. Well, someone did, but their family doesn't exist in the company. And there is no family to exist in the company if you look at the history on that particular business. That's the same thing with Nikola. They could have removed the founder. In fact, the founder was not needed. And with the agreements, I would think with, with charges happening now, the dismissal should be made public and be made clear. It wasn't before. Maybe they wanted to wait. Maybe they didn't want to get sued. I don't know. But in my opinion, I think that's something that needs to be done by Nikola. But even if that's done, I still think they're going to lose some ground because they're still behind what Hylian is doing. Hylian is putting vehicles out there. They're putting vehicles out to be tested. That's happened. So I'm going to close up with this. <clears throat> in my opinion, folks, my opinion, I had mentioned this once before last year, and maybe it wasn't as important because there was other competition very close to Hylian. Right now, I hate to say kick them while they're down type attitude, but 
if I, I was highly in, uh, that marketing's got to move. Like, I mean, now that those videos they came out with that had to do with the testing up in the Northwest here need to be plastered everywhere they can be on a constant basis, even if that means paying social media time on some kind of ad or something. This needs to be brought up there where people can see there's an honest company, a solid company, a company that is moving forward and has the means to do so. And showing live videos, showing videos of it being used, doing all these things, they may be doing that. And I mentioned last year that I re I've never really been super impressed with their marketing. I, and that's just me. I mean, the company's always been one I follow behind and I, I love the product and I always will. And a lot of people have said I've been wishy-washy about the company. No, the structure of the company has changed over the last year several times in my opinion. And I think in my videos, I'm pretty clear about why. And so again, I'm looking at the company being right in this great position to right, to capitalize right now. Like I said, I'm not in for kicking a company while it's down, but right now while Tesla is kind of on hold, Nikola is going to be struggling according to the stock price. And even just in PR is going to be very difficult for them. They're going to need to separate themselves. How that's done, I don't know. But I do think that Hylian now, right now, I don't care how much money it's going to cost. This is when you hit. This is when you pull past. This is when you show people you are not Tesla. You are not Nikola. As we as watch this stock, Hylian, mirror oftentimes the, the dips and the nice market raises almost in a mirror effect. It, we need to have this company now, right now, pull past that. I have a lot of hope that um, the marketing and the different teams that they've established over the last couple of months are going to see this. And if they're smart, they will capitalize on this as soon as possible. So that way, why Trevor Milton is on the news, they're not missing an opportunity to make them stay at the top of that mountain. I don't see any other competitions around if they can get this dialed in right now. Thanks for watching the show. Great to see Hylian moving up. Have a great day. Talk to you later. Thanks for watching. Take care of yourself and each other. And welcome to the show. This is Paul Cordell for the Rat Pack Stock Channel. And today's topic is RNG and CNG Revisited and Clarification. You should watch this show because I'm going to pump and dump the stocks so I can make a pile of money. So please watch the show and keep that in mind. Okay, I'm joking, obviously. But it's one of the things that I see people put down in the, in the comments on times, and I actually do laugh about it because I'll put a couple of things out here that I have in my shows before. I do this for fun, 100%, just because I enjoy it. I've always enjoyed doing research and looking at things. And most of the stocks that I talk about on the show are ones that I enjoy. Some I'm invested in. Now, Hylian, I've been invested in Hylian three times over the last year. When it was just in this process of merging all the way through, I think, to about the end of last year in 2020. And then I, right at the first of the year, went in, then back out again. And then I went in about 
three or four months ago, and then I came back out again, which was just about two months ago. So I've been about two months or so that I have not been in Hylian. So those of you that think I'm doing this to pump the stock, nope. I've actually done Hylian videos off and on for the last year, and I've done more in the last couple of months, even though I wasn't invested. This channel is for fun. And I know people hate that, that are want to be trolling the channels and stuff, but I just do it because I enjoy it. If you see the stocks on here and, and I sound interested in them, it's not because I'm trying to pump the stock. It's because I'm actually interested in it. So if you want to watch a show where people are interested in watching it because it's real, that's what I like to think. Everything I'm putting out here is just because of what I think about it. It's not advice. I'm not giving tax advice or legal advice or analyzing the stock for you. I'm just telling you what I think about based on my own due diligence. There is a great YouTube channel out there called Coach Nick Market Makers. Uh, great channel. And I love how he says it on there. Don't listen to anything I say on this channel for I don't know anything or something along that lines. And I have to say the same thing. It's not that I don't think I'm intelligent enough to give an observation, but that's what it is. It's, it's just simply an opinion on what I think. Uh, and I invested for over 26 years and I had a lot of people come forward and help and give me some ideas to think about. In fact, a lots of the times I would say Highland actually was one of those stocks that I really wasn't looking at. And because somebody else I knew had brought up the same technology years ago, similar type things they were talking about. I had realized when I finally invested in Hylian that I had heard about them when they were doing their uh, regenerative braking on their trailers. I actually read an article somewhere about that and me reminded myself that, wow, that was pretty fascinating. I had no idea it was going to advance into an RNG going into the front of one of their trucks that they're going to have out there being built. And I thought that was Pretty cool. Well, not their trucks, but you get the idea. It's a, it's a drivetrain solution. So let's take a look at RNG and CNG. <clears throat> One thing that I wanted to share on this show is I saw a couple of comments. And by the way, I love the comments. Um, they really helped me think about it. RNG and CNG. One, there was a comment that was out there along the lines that they're not that different. And outside of how they're manufactured, that pretty much they're the same. I wanted to put that out there that no, they're not. In fact, I can be pretty blunt about the fact that they are not close other than the fact that they burn the same or they operate the same. But let me kind of put that into a hard perspective here. I really love looking at this stuff because it helps you know, challenge you to go out and do the right DD. Compressed natural gas or CNG is drilled for and there's fracking and that's how they get access to the natural gas they need to. What most time people don't want to hear about is the amount of pollution that comes from something like that. Drilling for oil or drilling for gas is pretty much the same process in the fact that you drill and there's a release of gas and then you have to tap it and you know, of course the rest of it's history at that point. But outside of that, what we don't look at is CNG takes a lot to simply do that. There is some kind of system operating to simply drill for it. We have to put that as it is. It's intrusive to the environment. It has to do something. And unfortunately, about 17 to 20% of that use at that time of methane escapes. So depending on what you're doing at that point and how you're venting off, before you have a chance to burn off is what they call it, you have a lot of loss. And it can be anywhere from 17% to 20% of the 
methane that's pumped out is lost into the atmosphere. It sounds like a lot, but actually, guys, that's, that's actually pretty good. It's been increasing and CNG has become better and better and better at being drilled. They're being, they have a better system at capping it off and it's probably going to drop even more as technology changes. However, even when you're burning off methane, about 3.2% of the methane when it's being burned off still goes into the atmosphere. So no matter what you do, at the very beginning when you drill, you have methane, you have loss of it. Now, CNG, when it's transported and when it's used through pipelines, there still is a venting system. Different pressures at different times. It gets into this long, complicated discussion that I don't want to bore you with on the show, but there's going to be times where it's vented. The same type of thing that happens in a refinery, which I've had time to spend in refineries in California and actually gas uh, pumps and so on that were out in the fields, natural gas pumps that were out there, and they were tapping in in California in the Bay Area, there was quite a bit of natural gas at one point being tapped into out there. And now there's homes there where they used to be, but this was something that took place and I got to see a lot of this happen. So actually, as this kind of progressed into the future here, and I'm looking at highly and I'm going, well, actually I had the chance to actually see some of this stuff. And of course, you would see the burn-offs and you would see the different types of pollution that was coming from it. And of course, a lot of things have changed. And that was about 25 years ago. So now when I look at CNG now, they have improved things, but they still are initially putting much more methane out by the production that they're doing. So let's look at RNG for a second. RNG is what you would call methane release by fermentation. It's basically material that rots and it produces this. Now here's where this is really kind of interesting. 24% of all methane created by people in other words, we go out and either we're fracking for it, we're drilling, whatever we do, well, that doesn't matter. About 20% or 24% of all methane released by us, that's how much we have to be looking at. We're about 25% of all methane is released by us. We do this. So if you looked in the atmosphere and you were measuring it, on the average, about 20 4% thereabout is because of something we're doing. Not necessarily compressed natural gas, but everything we do as humans that we're putting out, not from fermentation, but just from our actions of releasing the methane comes from us. So about 24%. This is where it gets really important. As I mentioned, we release methane just by what we're doing to get the natural gas. Fermentation, guys, releases 27% of the methane in the atmosphere comes from fermentation. It's not all just from that, but that's a huge part of it. And if you look at the categories out there, you'll find that fermentation actually releases quite a bit out there. So when you hear people talking about cows and all this kind of stuff they talked about over the years, it's, it's, not, um, it's not BS, no pun intended, but it's really happening through our landfills and all the debris and all the things that rot and destroy are basically fermented. And then what happens is it gets in the atmosphere. So 27% of all methane that's released into the atmosphere comes from fermentation. Where does RNG come from? Fermentation. So imagine if you could tap into and start taking down what is the largest producer of methane and that happens to be 
landfills, dairy farms, all that kind of place where, the, where we have that fermentation taking place and having it capped off. When I started looking at this to do research for the show, I was thinking CNG is going to be higher. You know, we're putting out so much out there. Actually to find that the differences in RNG is that much greater makes it that more important. Because imagine now we actually are taking methane that would be going to the atmosphere and we can't avoid it. We'd have to have no garbage at the landfills. We'd have to eliminate having cows and any kind of animal that produces feces, we'd have to eliminate. That would be the only way you would stop fermentation, rotting of trees and all this stuff out there, different types of things that happen from ponds and lakes and things like that that dry and all the things that happen. This is where fermentation comes from. So imagine how hard it would be to eliminate that source. Ah, but if you tap into that source, that's where you have what Hyliness planning. So when you start to look at this from a big picture, you start to see that, oh no, CNG and RNG are miles apart. And in fact, what they solve is even farther apart. By taking RNG and eliminating the amount of methane going in there, we start to drop that down to a huge amount. Imagine if we could take 50%. So we drop that down from 27% to say about, oh, I don't know, um, maybe 15%, maybe 12%. Imagine the difference of that would make because we can't avoid it otherwise. We're going to have landfill. We're going to have things that are happening out there. This is going to happen. And we're not even talking about compressed natural gas, what it's doing with its 24%. At 27%, we could eliminate quite a bit if we turned that into fuel. Fantastic. So now let's look at RNG and CNG and how they operate. A question came up about CNG uh, that is running vehicles. That is true, but there is a difference. There is a propulsion system in CNG. CNG is actually operating the vehicle with the engine that's inside to push it forward. I may be using the term wrong, but the engine propels it and it's running off CNG and that's how they do it. That's where you see CNG operating. It's used in a way where it propels the vehicle by operation. RNG is not being used that way in Highland Solution. It is powering a generator. So it's powering a motor to operate. Now I may be saying those in reverse. I'm not sure. I'd have to look at the termination. People say it differently. But the motor is what I'm thinking about when I'm thinking about a generator. It's in the front of the vehicle running off a renewable natural gas that it stores and it's charging the batteries. The differences are that CNG simply does not have the ability to produce the torque. That's really what we look at. If you actually look at the specs that are out there, RNG and CNG, both, if they were put into a propulsion system to move forward in an engine, would not have enough torque developed from what it produces. That's where the problem really lies. It's not that it's not efficient or doesn't work well. It simply doesn't have the power. So you've seen them used there are plenty of fueling stations out there right now where you can get CNG. It's out there. But they're primarily used for smaller applications, smaller uh, pups that might be running around it that are out there or possibly um, some kind of forklifts or something on that line. You might see it operating, but you're not going to see it in heavy trucks because it simply doesn't really have the ability to produce the torque. RNG doesn't either. That's why it's not being put in any kind of propulsion system. It's being put into a charging system. In this case, we're talking about a renewable natural gas generator in the front of the truck, which 
charges the batteries and pushes them forward. So again, the comparison of saying CNG and RNG are the same, no, they're not even being used the same way in Hylian. One would operate it to push it forward and you wouldn't have the torque. RNG charges the batteries and gives you a lot of torque. In fact, in many cases, the amount of torque that you get from the RNG is not really even needed. When you're putting it into a battery run vehicle that's going to be moving the vehicle that way through the battery system, uh, that the amount of torque you get is tremendous. So for heavy loads, RNG actually does very well being used in a generator as opposed to being used in a propulsion system. Highland has this worked out and they've had it worked out since when they first announced their plans to go with this because this changes everything. It changes where you have almost unlimited amount of torque to accomplish what you want to. In fact, there was tests that were done here in Oregon for several weeks and the results were tremendous. There was heavy, heavy loads being used and instead of seeing things operate just normal, they actually saw an increase in everything. Increase in performance, increase in power, increase in torque. It was a fantastic when they saw that used. So we know it worked. However, you put that into a CNG propulsion system, you're not going to have even the same torque or close that you would with diesel. So guys, I'm going to close this up. Just want to kind of clarify that out there. And again, I'm not invested in this. I usually don't disclose it too often. I did with Hylian a couple of times just because people did think that I was trying to pump the stock because I really made a lot of noise about this stock last year. And I did so because the tech is amazing. It's very unique. As I step back and people, if you think this uh, channel is being pumped, ask this question. What about Hylian is not innovative? And I'd be happy to hear down below, where is this being seen in an application anywhere else where it's innovative? I don't see it. If you want to compare hydrogen, hydrogen has already been used. It's been used by Mercedes and all sorts of things for years where they've been testing this. The solution that Highland has, has not. It's innovative and new and it's different. And sometimes, at least my experience of investing for over the last 26 years, when you do something different and you also do it better, but you're still in the same industry, you tend to do really well. Now, I'm waiting for the ERX to go forward. I am. I hope it does. But we'll talk more about that. I just want to clarify a few things. Nope, I don't need to pump and dump a stock because I just enjoy doing the shows as it is. That's where all the fun comes from. Do your research, not advice. As usual, take care of yourself and each other, and we will see you on the next one. Thanks for watching. And welcome to the Rat Pack Stock Channel. I'm Paul Cordell, and this is for the Hylian today. This is what we're looking at. Hylian, ticker H-Y-L-N. This is a one-year short recap. Now, I did do a report card a little while ago. That was simply judging the, the company on its operations, how it works, and seeing where it was. Today, I'm actually pulling everything together, including competition, availability, all that kind of stuff. And I'm going to do that as quickly as I can. So one of the first things, if you are new to the industry and you're not sure how the competition out, is out there and how things are matching up, I'm going to share that with you today. As always, 
This is simply based on my own due diligence and my studies and what I do. Please do not buy, trade, or listen to anything that I say on this show. Do your own due diligence. With that in mind, let's get started and look at renewable natural gas. That is nothing new. As much as people want you to think it's as new in use as hydrogen or electric batteries, it's not. In fact, when you compare all three of those, electric batteries, hydrogen, and renewable natural gas, renewable natural gas has been used for decades to power generators at small facilities such as landfills and so on that actually powered the buildings that are there. This is where the entire concept, in my belief, looking way back some 20 some odd years ago when you started seeing landfills noticing that there was an awful lot of methane release and they captured that and used it as free energy. We dump our garbage, they convert it. Fantastic. Shortly afterwards, I would say within a little over five or 10 years after that, people started talking about the release of methane from animals and being able to capture that. And now we know that's a thing. Now people look at that and they laugh. And, and, I, and I know they do because they think it's a, a flash in the pan type idea where, you know what, cow poop making fuel, this is ridiculous. And when I look at that, of course, it's going to sound funny. And we're taking garbage and converting it into fuel. We are about the only country that's behind on that thought, by the way. Many other countries have used the same technology for a lot of years and with a lot of success. However, Hylian is the only company that has taken that step and compacted it. Now, you have to look at how these things work. They made this a compact unit on that same concept and put it in a vehicle. What is unique is that it's already been proven that batteries do have a lot of torque. A great example is any electric vehicle does not take a very large battery to develop enough amps to push that thing down pretty fast down the highway, and it doesn't take a very big car to do it. But when you're talking about a truck, the batteries are not going to stay charged forever. And in the case of Tesla, you have a huge, massive battery, which you're going to have to have developed from the ground up into a vehicle that works for that. Unlike some of the brands that are out there, such as Kenworth and Peterbilt and so on, you cannot very well adapt a large, giant battery from Tesla and throw it in the back of one of these trucks. The weight differences would be such, so great in doing so that the truck would probably be capable of hauling half what it could with diesel. However, with Hylian, you take a normal truck that's out there, it's basically a retrofit. But I'd like to say it's a lot more uh, revolutionary in the sense that it's developing a technology that hasn't really been seen out there or used. Now, let's recompare this to Tesla. A lot of people talk about it because Tesla has a very big name. They have a very high stock price, and a lot of people talk about it. The personality in Tesla is a big personality, and political groups abound do favor that particular side because of the in EV mark and all that kind of thing, and that really is the draw. 
But if people were to step back and take their own personal prejudice aside, political and otherwise, and look at the technology, they would see that Tesla's way behind. It's innovative what they're doing. It's pretty interesting, but there's been electric vehicles around for over a hundred years. Folks, over a hundred years ago, the first electric vehicle was developed and we have not done anything with that. Why? Because there are limitations. How do we know so? Take a flashlight, put some batteries in it, go out for a hike at night. You'll find out how those batteries will last over time. What do people do though today with a flashlight? They find those that are rechargeable in some way have a recharging factor. We've been able to take flashlights that would die out every time we went camping. You'd have to replace them every two or three days to where you can have the same flashlight operate indefinitely. And depending on how it's being charged, it can operate for a very long time. So when we look at the same handheld technology that we have, where we can have a unit that can be recharged, it becomes simple, very, very simple. What is a car made out of itself? Your car that you're driving down the road that runs on fossil fuel, it cannot run without the possibility of charging the battery system that keeps the electrical system alive inside the vehicle. This is nothing new, except we have a massive engine on fossil fuel that's charging a small alternator, or depending on the car you have, a generator, but it charges the battery that's in there and keeping that electrical system alive. It's the same uh, premise that you have with the Hylian solution. You have a renewable natural gas generator in the front and it charges the batteries and allows you to go quite a long distance. Not only that, they, it has regenerative uh, braking, which means as it's braking and going downhill, it charges the batteries. That would be a lot like if you had a flashlight that if you ran with it, it would charge. And I'm sure somebody has something like that out there, but that's the idea of using uh, kinetic energy that is wasted and they've captured that. So I don't see that in the other technology. Now when we go to uh, um, Nikola, when you look at their product, why it's innovative, neat idea. Hydrogen's a great idea. I mean, making fuel from water is a fantastic idea. Also, people have talked about removing salt from the ocean to use for drinking water. And I'll tell you that those two concepts are amazing concepts, but they are very expensive and they take large, large facilities to accomplish a very small task. You will hear hydrogen discussed periodically and it's pushed forward a lot in discussions because people want to have, make money of it. That's what they want to do. But really the bottom line is hydrogen takes a lot of land. And if you're talking about a lot of land alongside the freeway at a truck stop, I'll tell you, truck stops are already huge. Where are you going to put a device in there that's going to have the ability to create hydrogen. You're not. You're going to have it trucked in and that becomes a waste and it's doing the same thing, folks, as we do with fossil fuel. We truck the fossil fuel into the gas stations and do that. However, renewable natural gas is uses the same gas pipelines that are out there. In fact, all the studies out there show that there are zero effects from running compressed natural gas or RNG in a gas line that's already existing. So it doesn't make a difference. And I'll tell you, there's been discussions of, well, 
And I've heard people talk about it, trying to mock highly. And well, how do we know they're actually putting renewable natural gas as far as RNG in there? Well, folks, the, here's the differences. A compressed natural gas costs more to deliver than RNG because it has all the refineries involved. So I'm telling you that if somebody was going to spend more money on CNG to pump it into your truck and lie about it, that wouldn't make sense because you would be losing a lot more money where renewable natural gas doesn't have an awful lot to it to be used. It doesn't have to be converted down too much. There's not an awful lot going on. It's already methane. It doesn't have an awful lot to be converted to its state and it uses the existing infrastructure that we have. So now I want to cover a couple things today by getting out the information that we've had happen in the last couple of months. And I want to put some perspectives on this. And please keep in mind, the last year has been fantastic, but going back to some of the events of last year really aren't going to be worth it. As we know, the stock has gone up and down, the company's grown, and most of you probably already know that by now. So that's why if this is a recap, the idea is not to go over every single thing. But I do want to go over the things that have happened in the last couple of months to put a perspective on the growth. Now, we do know that Hylian uh, became set to join the Russell 3000 and 2000 indexes, and they're looking to have that done by the end of the year. I want to put this in a perspective. Guess what company is not on that list currently? Nikola. That makes a difference. So when you're looking at stock prices, and Nikola tends to be a little bit higher, that doesn't mean anything on the company growth. And I've discussed this on the show before. Just because a stock price is higher than the another company doesn't make it a huge value and doesn't make it have the capability of making a good profit for the investors. So I've looked at this for a long time and I know a lot of people may disagree. You know, higher stock price means more profits. I actually try to look for the uh, stability in the company. And if you've ever watched my shows, and there's been a lot of them, probably about 94 shows on Hylian that I've done, I've always said it's been a a stable stock. It's been pretty stable and consistent. If If it goes down, it stays in an area for a while and it goes up and it does that for a while. And it's been doing that for the last year. So somebody that was looking to invest in this this company over the last year probably could have picked any time because it hasn't hit its peak yet. It's still in its growth stage, but that's about to change because we're starting to see a lot of things here as they start to build their expansion in Austin, Texas, which is going to be huge. And they're going to be able to accommodate a growing team of up to five hundred employee five hundred employees guys that's huge that's huge and they're expanding the facility to have a footprint of a hundred and twenty thousand square feet adding twenty thousand square feet of office space and it will be more than doubling the installation footprint and the number of trucks able to undergo simultaneous installations So this is really something that's going to be taking place. And as it does, it's going to change things. So we're going to see the ability to step up, but we won't get too much into that. They haven't completed it yet, but we're going to keep you posted on that as they move along. And as we reported on this show, three Oregon companies saw huge positive results in real world applications. And I did a show on that. I'll have that down at the end of the show. If you want to see more about what that was and having to do with the uh, companies, uh, take a look at that. But this was really a big idea. And um, the companies were Baker Rock 
and Tillamook County Creamery. Just a lot of stuff is going on. There is a company called uh, Cal Portland, and these are heavy, heavy vehicles. These are heavy vehicle hauls that they do. This is not where they're just taking um, groceries down the street or something like this. They use this in heavy applications, and when I reviewed the reports that were out there, they were outstanding. I, I couldn't find anyone that complained about anything having to do with the truck. So we know the test models are already out there. That was kind of played down in the media. I don't know why. Having that ability means that they have test units right now. And guess what? They are passing the grade requirements. And that was back in May. So we're looking at almost two months later, two months later, and this is being played down, and the stock is at a low price as of today. If that news had happened at the time they merged, the stock would probably be around $65, but because this particular stock is not well known, but it's a very uh, solid uh, competitor in the stock market, it's going to be one of those growth stocks that people look for. And folks, we're kind of actually downplaying a lot of the agreements that are out there with the uh, conversions that are going to be out there for different companies. We have all different types of signups over the last year for people wanting orders. And I could probably spend another 20 minutes going through all the things that took place in the last year where they have new orders, new testing, new demos are going out. All these things are taking place. And it's really interesting to see how this is going because if you step back and look at this company and didn't take into consideration that it had just merged a year ago, most reasonable people that invest would go, this is a strong company moving forward. So I don't want to take any more of your time, but I wanted to share with you that I've looked at renewable natural gas and the availability to it. I've looked at the availability of electric and I've looked at hydrogen. And my story uh, on the view of that has not changed since last summer when I have talked continuously about renewable natural gas. There was a short move as we had our presidential change in this country towards EVs, but there was no acceleration. And I think I had spoke about that with Hylian, how I was not seeing Hylian going forward at the time. And that had to do with the EV push. And it was a big EV push. And most of you may have heard about it as it was heading into the end of last year. And then in the very beginning, it was about EV everything mostly because of government contracts that came out about electric vehicles and all the, all these things we heard about really didn't seem to include Hylian or Nikola for that matter. And so a lot of people focused on electric vehicles. But as we start to see the reality of this, that's something that's not going to work. And I want to go on to one more thing here. Folks, I have said this time and time again. Lithium is not environmentally friendly how it's created, how it's disposed of is not. So that is where my end stops for electric vehicles. As far as electric vehicles go, I will never buy a Tesla truck if I was a truck driver. That's me. If I owned a truck and I drove trucks like I used to, I would never buy one. Two reasons. I don't like the fact that I have to buy parts or have the truck fixed at one place. I don't like that type of idea. And because it uses very toxic materials currently, that is a definite no for me. Because if you're trying to solve an environmental program, a problem, I should say, I'm sorry, a problem, you don't want to use one that's environmentally 
prone to damage our environment. That doesn't make much sense. But when you look at renewable natural gas system on Hylian, yes, they do use batteries, but they're a lot smaller. And, and they're easy to be changed out. And because they're smaller and still can deliver a farther capacity than Tesla's battery system, well, this is a win-win type situation. And in the case of Nikola, Nikola simply does not have the ability to be fueled in this country. You will need a huge amount of fuel access. And the great thing is, if you do your research out there like I have, you will find that there is compressed natural gas everywhere at many truck stops. Because you know what, folks? There are vehicles out there that have engines for smaller vehicles and smaller delivery vans that run off compressed natural gas right now. That's why that infrastructure exists. Even though the competition and those that don't like Hylian will tell you otherwise, there are compressed natural gas engines out there. The problem is that compressed natural gas does not have the availability of creating a lot of torque. So the solution is solved by having a battery on Hylian that creates a lot of torque. However, it is charged by the renewable natural gas that's on the truck. When you look at the case of Tesla, you've got to charge the battery off the grid and we don't know where the grid came from. You start to see the toxicity of this entire thing and it doesn't make much sense. Now I'm not getting into Tesla, the vehicles that people drive as far as passenger vehicles. That's a totally different type of thing because it's smaller batteries and it's used in a more environmentally friendly application. But when we're talking big rigs that are going to be hauling a lot of material and covering billions of miles in this country, every time we can save just a few percentage points on harming the environment by what we're doing, all the better. And remember, the one thing that none of the competition does, none of them, not, uh, not Nikola and not Tesla, is... Hylian is the only one that solves a pollution problem, and that's the release of methane from what we do. We have farms and animals that we use for our food source, and they release methane. We dispose garbage like it's an impossible task to take care of, and we have so much of that, it's helpful that we're able to reclaim methane from what we're already doing to the planet ourselves. It's just an all-around good point of view to be looking at. And the one thing that really does shock me, and I'll tell you guys, I want to kind of include this and I'll close the show up right now. I am very shocked that people push towards EVs. And when we're looking at Tesla's solution that they have, pushing towards that makes absolutely zero sense to me. Nikola makes more sense, but the best choice right now for I see for the next 10 years is going to be a renewable natural gas system. If they can break down to being cheaper and more affordable and having a infrastructure in place, then hydrogen may be something. But I don't see it until going into 2030 and beyond before it, hydrogen is going to be something. Renewable natural gas has already been used. It's already in place. It's in vehicles, but they don't have the torque. You add the Hylian solution, boom, problem solved with pollution and everything. Thanks for watching the show. Appreciate your time. 
Take care of yourself and each other, and we will see you on the next one.